Thanks for tuning in. Great show in store for y'all. Here's what's coming up. The the buzz and everybody talking about it, about where people are going to go. Yeah, that's always good for the NBA. But as far as the competitiveness, it's not good for the NBA. How do you have, if everything falls into place, OKC right now with Russell Westbrook and Paul George normally, that's a championship contending team. Chris Paul with James Harden regularly, that's a championship contending team. San Antonio regularly is a championship contending team. You have LeBron James, the best player in the world on your team. Normally, that's a team that is in contention for a championship. You really can't say that right now. You're tuned into the new Channel Sports Podcast, the ultimate sports talk podcast. Welcome to the new channel sports podcast. This is episode 10 that we're on right now. Wow. Episode 10. We've been on for what, two weeks now? Yeah. Episode 10, man. I don't, I don't know if you're going to last to 11, Trey, <laughs> but uh, we're on episode 10. How's it going, man? It's going great, man. Shout out to Cowboy Nation, Laker Nation in the house. NBA Summer League getting ready to start, man. I'm, I'm happy to see what the rookie of the year is going to do. Oh, Foles is playing in the summer league? Uh, yeah, I'm sure he is, but I'm talking about Lonzo. Oh, Lonzo. Yeah. Oh, I, I, rookie of the year and Lonzo should never be said in the same <laughs> sentence. Uh, we did a podcast the other day talking about Chris Paul going to Houston. Mm-hmm. And literally 10 minutes after we were done with that podcast, Paul George gets shipped to OKC. Literally shipped to OKC. Like, given to okc i think i think the cops showed up uh, <laughs> at the arena because that they they stole paul george i don't i'm still baffled i mean i couldn't even sleep i was like this doesn't make any sense like were we being like was the media it was the media like they had to like trick us or something because there's no way they got him for what they got him for i i heard that the boston celtics they offered Indiana four first round draft picks way back when to get Paul George and that didn't go through. Right. So now OKC offers him Victor Oladipo and I don't really know the other details but I know it wasn't as much DeMontis, as that. Sabonis. So what's Yeah. You know Oladipo goes back to Indiana. He's like Indiana's favorite son playing college basketball there and everything else but there has to be more to it. Like I don't know if Indiana just didn't want to play against him i don't know if indiana said you know what we're going to ship you to okc no one wants to go to okc like no one wants to go yeah they've got you know the mvp but no one wants to play basketball in okc and i don't know if they just like banished him there they didn't get a draft pick they didn't get anything in return for that so i don't know i don't know how that's able to go through and chris paul's not able to be a laker a few years ago like i don't understand i don't understand either but it is what it is. Paul George is going to be in OKC. He's going to be playing alongside Russell Westbrook. Yeah. How do you think that's going to work out? You know, I think it's going to work out well for them, to be honest with you. I think, you know, in our previous show, we talked about, you know, OKC not going anywhere and being elite and maybe the Rockets moving up. But 
I, I think this is going to – I think it changed the landscape of the Western Conference. I think you get teams like Houston, I'm sorry to say it. Uh, they – I don't know that I put them at the number two or number three seed right now with that lineup that they have. But then the teams like the San Antonio Spurs. Now the Spurs are going to be playing OKC. They're going to be playing the Rockets. They're going to be playing the Warriors who aren't going anywhere. I think this is going to be interesting. Very interesting. People aren't talking about the Pelicans enough. I think I think that Twin Tower, Davis, and Cousins together, they're going to be very, very good, too, once they mesh. And, you know, Harden and Paul have to mesh. The Rockets aren't done. They're going to make some more moves. I, I expect them to get one more big player to come into the mix. Um, Ron, uh, Rajon Rondo was waived also. Yes. Yes, that was uh, that was that was interesting. I think that's going to be something that we've got to keep an eye on because I know that he's not going to go anywhere and literally be a starter right off the bat. Probably, I mean, I don't I don't see that happening. Um, and for and the places that he could go and start and contribute immediately, I don't think they want him. I think they have a culture in place that they really don't need him. I mean, San Antonio for crying out loud, Tony Parker. We don't know when he's coming back. And with Torn Quad, that's that's something that's tough to deal with they just gave patty mills 50 million dollars <laughs> it makes me laugh every time i say that but they could use i mean they got a young point guard too but they could use somebody like rondo in their system but he doesn't fit with them so i don't know where he ends up i mean the lakers are talking to him i know you're a fan of him going to the clippers yeah that's where i think he's gonna go i think he's gonna reunite with doc rivers uh they re-signed blake griffin which i didn't see that coming either i thought blake was for sure gonna try to Go somewhere else, but I think if you put Rajon Rondo there with uh, DeAndre Jordan and Blake Griffin. Maybe you can do some things there. They don't have JJ Riddick anymore either, though. JJ right. decided to go to the Sixers, and things are trying to move. Shout out to the Duke Blue Devils. Um, yeah. Congratulations to JJ on a twenty-three million dollar payday. That that makes me happy. To That's see. for one year. One year. Wow. Twenty-three mil, but. The Clippers would be an interesting landing spot for him. You brought you bought up Blake Griffin. I would, I still don't understand. I mean, I guess you could just throw $173 million around. Ballmer's rich. I mean, we know that. But to pay a man who really can't stay healthy, who's not a primary ball handler, who's not, as we were talking, not an, an elite scorer, and you throw, away, I mean, throw around that type of money, I hope he didn't throw it away. Uh, but, you know, I was wait, like, wait, 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 wait. The other day on this show, you and Chris were saying how much Blake Griffin was underrated. Right, but not not as the super. Now, he is the man. He is the man. We talked about adding him to a Boston team that would help him well. But we didn't I never said that he was the man. He was the the superstar that, you know, could carry a team by himself. I never said that. Okay. I just said okay. adding him as an extra piece. That's why I thought Boston was a good fit for him, but I mean, if I was him, even if he doesn't want to be in Los Angeles, you're not going to turn down a max deal uh, like he's like he got from them. I, I want to say it was five years, 173 million. Right. I mean, who's going to turn that down? You got to right. be a fool to turn that down. I mean, these guys are these guys are getting paid like crazy. But just today, the you know, the NBA came out and announced that the salary cap set at like 99 million dollars for this season. 99 million dollars is a salary cap. So they have money to, to throw around like that. The tax level, you know, is 119 million. So NBA owners got the money and the players are taking it. So I'd rather the players make it than the owners. Right. I think the owners got enough of it. So I'm happy for these guys. It's just 
if you think about the Western Conference compared to the Eastern Conference, it's not even close. It's not close at all. Especially if um, Gordon Hayward, if he decides to stay in the Western Conference, then it's really going to be lopsided. Yes. And, you know, I've been completely, completely wrong about who's going where. If you would have told me Chris Paul was going to go to the Houston Rockets, I would have said, mm, I don't think it's going to happen. If you would have told me Blake Griffin was going to stay with the Clippers, I would be like, hmm. I don't think that's going to happen. So now I'm going to say that Gordon Hayward is not going to go to Boston. Okay, he's not going to go there. Where is he going to go? I, I'm going to say he's going to Portland. Gordon Hayward is going to be a Portland Trailblazer. You're just pulling something out of the dark. I right? am because that's what it seems like. If you had told me Paul George was going to be in OKC, we have never discussed Paul George going to OKC. I think not that, even a sniff of it. That blindsided everyone. It blindsided me. It yeah. pissed me off, actually. Yeah. <laughs> we just finished doing a fantastic podcast. Yep. Episode nine, Chris Paul to Houston. And not even 10 minutes after we were done, we're in the car, we're driving home, getting ready to go to our families and everything. And then just Paul like George goes to OKC. Man, I mean, th- this is so crazy. I mean, you've got people. I-, I could name out players now that a lot of people may not even know. And they're declining player options to become a free agent and test the waters and get paid more money. I, like, it, it kind of it excites me. It it angers me. Uh, but Aaron Baines, for crying out loud, declined a player. Who's that? Yes, he declined a par- player option to stay with the the Pistons to test the free agency, and he's probably going to get you know a very very healthy salary. And I just I'm I'm just I'm taken aback, man. Uh, some of the good stuff though, like Steph Curry, two hundred and one million dollars. Two hundred and one million dollars. That that doesn't make any sense to me. Um, I, I can't even I, I can't even fathom that. So free agency, we never knew we knew Steph Curry wasn't going anywhere, right? Right. Like, no right. one thought that they were going anywhere. But you get Iguodala meeting with the Spurs. You get some of these guys signing contracts immediately. And I think it was just like it was like a smorgasbord for NBA fans because you just had you had a little bit of everything yesterday, man. Like mm-hmm. it was just it was a lot. And there's still some more stuff left to happen. I mean, I- I'm still interested though to see how this Paul George and Russell Westbrook thing is going to work out after this year. Is Paul George going to stay there? Um, how f- deep into the playoffs are they going to actually go? Can Russell Westbrook really play with someone else on that level? What what was there that went on between him and Kevin Durant to where Kevin Durant wanted to leave? Are we going to see more of that with Paul George out there? It's going to say a lot about their coach as well. Um, Donovan, I think, he has another person now to help build that team, to help take them to another level. Are they going to get to that level? I want to say the number three team in the West right now. I, so? I don't think I, I don't think the combination of Harden and Chris Paul is enough. Especially since that team, we lost a lot of parts. Right, Beverly is gone. Um, Nay, he got hurt, so I don't know how he's going to come back. His contract still uh, stalled out today, too. Right, right. So I'll go ahead and say the OKC is number three seed right now in my mind. I don't, I don't doubt that at all. Um, I don't doubt that at all. I think we're looking at those guys playing together for you know this year. That's a lot of money to to put on a rental. I think uh, because I think ultimately. He still goes to Los Angeles. OKC, no one wants to go to OKC. Have you ever been to OKC? Never. Okay, you don't, I mean, you're not missing much. I mean, no no offense to anybody from Oklahoma City, but they tell you you're not missing a lot. 
going to Oklahoma City. The only City. fans you have are Dallas people. You know <laughs> and, that right now. And that's not far from that's not far from OKC. But that's just I, they rented the guy. They rented. They gave away Victor Oladipo, which isn't much. Um, Sabonis, who obviously the the Pacers were really high on. But they, you can't tell me that somebody else didn't give him a better offer. But that is what it is. It's just the way it's going to end up. So now what we've got to see is what happens now. What happens when two of Los Angeles, their favorite sons, are free agents? Now, you immediately heard people saying the the Thunder can now try and lock Westbrook down long term. If he doesn't sign that long term deal this next this time next summer, both of them are taking a trip to Los Angeles to figure out what it might look like to play with Lonzo Ball and Brandon Ingram and Julius Randle and play under Magic Johnson. So as a Laker fan, I'm kind of excited. Why would you have Russell Westbrook and Lonzo Ball on the same team? Well, first of all, Lonzo Ball is not going to just become a superstar overnight. He doesn't. I don't think he has, he's that caliber of player. Lonzo Ball might be a player a player that they they wind up trading. They may wind up having. To, they may have to give him up. If Levar Ball has anything to say about that, he's not going anywhere. Well, as you know. You know, I'm I'm on a mission to to get Levar on the show, so I'm not going to talk bad about Levar Ball at all. I'm not talking bad about him. <laughs> I'm just saying that he wants his son to play in L.A. He wants his son to be a Laker. He would love, and his dream has come true. And so for this year, Lonzo Ball will be a Laker for sure. But I think he, if, if it came up between Westbrook and Ball. What do you think is going to happen? You're going to take Westbrook, absolutely. So let me just get eight this. days a week. Uh, let me just get this clear and outcut. Are you a fan of Lonzo Ball? Not yet. Not yet. I think he's got to prove something to me. I think what I saw in the NCAA tournament has raised some eyebrows for me. I, and I'm, I'm not having, I didn't see him enough this year, being that he played on the West Coast, to really form my own opinion. So I'm not going to say he's trash. I'm not going to talk about his jump. I'm going to try and form my own opinion over the first you know, month or so of the season, but I'm, I'm definitely giving him a chance. For someone that's trying to form their opinion of him, every chance you get, you're trying to throw another point guard in there to take his place. Because I'm not, I'm not 100 sold on him. But if I could, if I could get rid of, without seeing him play, without knowing what his future holds, he could be an NBA Hall of Famer. But, but if we had the option to get Westbrook or Ball today, Westbrook, period, done deal. I would I would wouldn't even think about it. I wouldn't worry. I would not. I'm not trying to mortgage the future for today. It, it's frustrating losing as a Laker fan. It's frustrating, and I don't think West, Westbrook will give us the best chance to win. I don't think Lonzo Ball is going to get us there fast enough. We've talked about. I mean, there's six or seven teams that are pretty much locked into the playoffs right now, and I don't think Lonzo Ball is going to be the person to get us over there. No, he's he's not. Not anytime soon. Let me. It, it faults was the point guard of the L.A. Lakers right now. Would you want to see what he develops into, or would you still be saying if Westbrook is available, take Westbrook? Out of there, Westbrook. Westbrook all wow. the way. Out of there. Fultz, Fultz is going to be a good basketball player, but this is what I don't – I mean, some people don't understand about him. He didn't make the varsity team until he was like a junior in high school. He's a late bloomer. He is a late bloomer, but he's – I mean, I think he's – Jordan was a late bloomer. Yeah, but – Fultz is no Michael Jordan. Man. I think <laughs> you can't I, say that yet. I, I don't think that he's going to even be um, in the discussion for Rookie of the Year. Really? Mm-mm. I know you like Josh a yeah. lot, but yeah. I, I definitely think Fultz is going to be in the discussion. He has a lot of players around him as well 
I, I can't see how he's not going to be in a discussion for rookie of the year, honestly. I think he's going to have some I think he's going to have some issues. I think he's going to have some issues. He got a lot of young talent, a lot of guys trying to prove themselves uh, with that team and I think it's going to be interesting. And with the ad- addition of JJ Redick, I think he's going to step, you know, step in and he's got to play. He has to. He's going to. Yeah. I mean, with the I, I forgot about Redick. Yeah. With him on there also, he's pretty much an assist machine. You throw him the ball somewhere, he's open. Yep. He's going to hit that open shot. Yeah, and they're going to be they're talented enough now. I mean, with the way the rosters have, are going to deplenish, they're moving up the ranks. I mean, heck, they'll be in the playoffs before the Lakers will at this point. But if you get three number one draft picks in a row, you should be right. Uh, so hopefully, and you're in the Eastern Conference, exactly. So, so hopefully, they do something here. Yeah, they're they're, they're going to probably because in the Eastern Conference you have you have the Cavs. You have the Boston Celtics, you have the Washington Wizards, and then after that, who do you have? The Milwaukee Bucks. They're up and coming as well. They're going to be good. That's four. Uh, the so, Raptors, depending on what the they Raptors, do. The Raptors, yeah, but the Raptors, oh, they're so disappointing. But the Raptors, number five, that's a fifth team there. So they have three spots to try to take. Yeah, but then you're looking at teams like, I mean, the Pacers were a playoff team, and they're out. Bulls, they were a playoff team, they're, they're out. out. Um, so I think you're looking at teams, Miami Heat. I think they're. I mean, if they can pick up a few players and they can re-sign Dion Waiters, um, if they happen to get a Gordon Hayward, I think they automatically move up in the upper echelon of the the Eastern Conference. I but think Philly's better than Miami right now. Today, maybe. Yeah, I think they're maybe. better than them right now. Today, um, Charlotte's going to be good. Charlotte's going to be really good. Oh, with Dwight out there. Oh, yeah. I mean, I forgot all about that. Yeah, they're going to be good. Uh, so I think I think that it'll be competitive minus the Cavs. It'll be competitive, but other than that, I mean, it is what it is over there. I just want to see, you know, we're talking about these people are still out there that haven't had had a chance to sign with the team yet. But Derrick Rose, where does he go? He's a free agent too. Yeah, man, he's so irrelevant now. Yeah, wow. Kyle Lowry, where does he go? He's free agent also. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So we're looking at teams like that too that we have to just figure out what's going to happen with these guys. Lowry's going to be uh somebody we want to keep an eye on. Um I'm pretty sure um I mean Mark, your boy um Michael Carter Williams he signed uh, <laughs> uh with Charlotte. But I think uh Sergi Baca uh, is a, a free agent. So those It's going to be interesting to see where he goes. Yeah. I'm, I'm invested to see Millsap. where he goes. Oh yeah, Paul Millsap of course. Yeah, so if I don't know if Millsap wants to go and clean up, you know, Boogie Cousins' mess, but your boy Nene, he's going to give somebody some some help. Uh, hopefully, it's not in Cleveland. I, I could see Cleveland going after somebody like that. He's a little bit more. He could help on the boards, and he's a little bit more offensive than Tristan Thompson. Uh, keep Kevin Love at the four, and I have to play him at the center. I could see Cleveland trying to do something like that. So, I just I think it's going to be really interesting. It's going to be really really interesting, and and. To your point, with DeMarcus Cousins and Anthony Davis, Anthony Davis Drew signed a um, $126 million contract. That's crazy. Drew Holiday, that's crazy to me. Uh, so, I mean, I just, this is, it's going to be crazy. But I think, not that we should shun the Eastern Conference, but I think what's happening in the West right now is just, it's too exciting. No, the Eastern Conference is shunned. <laughs> I can't even. What is the point of watching the the playoffs were boring enough this year? It, the Eastern Conference was boring, and a lot of teams underperformed. The Celtics underperformed to me. The Toronto Raptors 
definitely underperformed. Big surprise. The Washington Wizards also underperformed. Mm-hmm. So those are the best teams you have out there in the East and trying to compete against LeBron James and the Cavs, it's, it's not going to happen. Mm-mm. Then on the West, you know, it wasn't great either, but now they've added some new additions on that side. And it's just, it's going to be very, very interesting to see, not really necessarily to see who comes out the West because we, we still think the Warriors are going to come out of the West, but it's going to be interesting to see how everything is seated at the end of the day. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, I, just getting some updates, I saw that Amir Johnson left the Celtics. He signed with the Sixers, too. Oh, wow. Sixers threw money at him, too. So that's going to give them even more, you know, veteran leadership out there as well, uh, which is which is crazy. But I, can, I can't wait to see how this all pans out. How long do you think it lasts, though? How long do you think these – how long are they going to string these moves out? Who knows? I have no idea. I really don't. I just I'm, – I'm really interested to see what happens with Carmelo. If he's going to get bought out, we haven't even mentioned we haven't him. we haven't mentioned him at all. But he's not. Well, he's, he's not a free agent. He's not a so. free agent. Yeah, he's he's waiting to see what the Knicks are going to do. If they buy him out, I still think that the Rockets have a chance to to acquire him. But if he goes to Cleveland, then where does that put Kevin Love? Yeah, because they can't have both of them. No. So there's still a lot left to happen. You know, I know we've been doing this show for a couple of weeks already, and you know, as much as you want to prepare and analyze and listen and and see all the stuff that uh, we get a chance to see, I've come to realize that this is re- like they've the collective bargaining agreement has made this literally like a, a crapshoot. Like you don't know. Like and and you listen to all these pros and all these so-called experts who, according to inside sources, I mean, and they're wrong, like they're 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 wrong. And what I want to see is someone like Carmelo Anthony do something other than go to Cleveland. I, I mean, I don't want to see him go to Cleveland. Not because I don't think that's going to be enough for them to win anyway. I'm just being honest with you. They'll be a very very good basketball team, but if he goes to Cleveland. What does he do? What does he? What? How does that help him? In your mind, I don't think it helps the team, but it it can help him because if Carmelo's career ends today, he's going to be known kind of as a bust. He's going to be in that same category with Chris Paul if Chris Paul's career ends today. Chris Paul's never made it past the second round of the playoffs. Carmelo Anthony, I think he's went to one Western Conference final with the Denver Nuggets, I believe. So. Going over to Cleveland is going to give him the opportunity to prove something. He'll probably get to a finals with LeBron James and Kyrie Irving. And so then he can, you know, try to build on his legacy. But as far as is it going to happen? Are they going to be a championship contender realistically? Are they going to realistically have a chance to beat the Warriors with Carmelo? No. Um, Carmelo is much a much far better one-on-one player than Love is. If you give Carmelo the ball on in one-on-one situation, he's going to be able to score at a much higher rate than Love will be able to do. I don't know. I don't think it makes Cleveland that much better, though. They still need more pieces if they want to beat the Warriors. This is all this is. Everybody's trying to put pieces together to chase the Warriors. And at the end of the day, I don't think there's a team out there that can put enough pieces together to really say that they can compete against the Warriors. So is this all for not, basically? Yeah, yeah, that's the truth. And I, I, I think this is just, and I think that's why you get teams like 
the Lakers. You get teams like the Spurs, who the Spurs met with Andre Iguodala, but that was just probably just a stunt by Iguodala just to, you know, make the price go up for, for the Warriors. But there's a lot of teams who you would feel should be very active in free agency right now that aren't. Because while this free agency period was amazing, this time next year, oh my goodness. Like this is it, it is going to be ridiculous with the number the high name we, we it will probably be the richest signing day in the history of professional sports next year. There'll be so much money handed out next year on this day on July first that it's it's not even funny. It's not even funny because these guys are going to get paid and there's going to be 10 times as many superstars available as there are right now. It's going to be quite interesting. The NBA has made it this way to where now it used to be the NFL was year round, 365 days a year, no matter what's going on. The NBA is the same way, man. You're always talking NBA, 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 this free agency, that trades, this. I, I mean, it's just this is what I think this is what makes basketball, you know, the world game that it is. It, it appeals to so many people um, and people around the world are talking about NBA free agency, which is crazy. And as these players continue to come from overseas and these young kids are getting getting drafted, I think the game is seeing uh, a bunch of fresh fresh new faces uh, into the game today, which makes it exciting for everybody because you really don't know. And what Kevin Durant did, whether you call it a weak move or not, what he did has made NBA free agency what it is today. When are we going to get away from this weak move? It's not. I'm not. Every single show. (laughs) We're going to be in the middle of football season. (laughs) Probably. And you're going to talk about Kevin Durant (laughs) and this weak move. But think about it. Teams right now are trying to structure their organizations and their futures to do to beat Golden State because Golden State's going to be relevant for a while. If they don't sign Andre Iguodala, they're going to go after, allegedly, Rudy Gay. Seriously? So if he can recover from an Achilles and he could go play 20 to 25 minutes a game and go, how fair is that? It's not fair. How fair is that? David West said, you know what? I don't want any money again. I'm staying here. I ain't going anywhere. He got his ring. He's staying. Like, people want to go play there. And if the, and Steph Curry's locked up. Durant's waiting to get his money. He ain't going anywhere. Now, they're going to run into a problem in the year when Clay's available. But, see, the reason – this is the reason why some people think it's a weak move because it's exactly what you said. Like, how is it fair? Every other move that these players are making, it seems like the playing field is still leveled. But once Kevin Durant left OKC to go to Warriors, people shrugged and like, okay, let's hand a championship to the Warriors now. As opposed to any other player. If Chris Paul goes to, even if Kevin Durant stayed in OKC, let's say he stayed in OKC. Oh, okay. Yeah. Let's just say he stayed there. Every time a player moves from one team to another, it always seems like okay, the level field, the level field is uh, the playing field is leveled, but once he moved from OKC to the Warriors, everybody thought okay, now what's the point of even but, watching a regular season? But the last time I checked, Golden State didn't have a higher salary cap than anybody else, right? They didn't. Like the salary cap for Golden State is the same as it is for San Antonio and Indiana and right. Chicago, right? Right. So they all have the same amount of money to spend. They get the same number of draft picks depending on if they want to tra- uh, trade them or protect them and all that type of good stuff. 
So, what? Steve Kerr was this close, and I'm, I'm putting my hand, like less than an inch, you know, that close to being hired. If Phil Jackson would have had his way, you know, hiring Steve Kerr as their head coach, and I know Steve Kerr is happy as he's all. well. We don't know. Maybe we maybe the Knicks are in a different state right now. Maybe they're not in a, a state of turmoil. Maybe they're a decent team. We don't know. So there's the way that these dominoes fall, I think that's what we've got to think about. Golden State just went about it the right way. No one wanted Steph Curry. I mean, I shouldn't say nobody. But several teams passed on Steph Curry. But you're talking about Golden State. I don't blame Golden State. If you're able to get a player the caliber of Kevin Durant, then do it. But we're talking, our people are talking solely about Kevin Durant's decision to go to that team. They drafted all their players. It wasn't like they just brought these feelings right. in together and decided to play together. They're just talking about Kevin Durant's right. decision to go to that team. So how hypocritical is it now that we criticize Kevin Durant and now every team is out there going after it? Every, uh, I would venture to guess every single team in the NBA probably reached out to Indiana about Paul George. Right. They want the best players. The be- That's what free agency period is all about. But what team would Paul George have to go to and then you would think, oh, it's over now? That right. team is the best team in the NBA. No, that be- the best team in the NBA is in Oakland. In Oakland, right. So once Kevin Durant went to the Warriors, it was over. It was a wrap. Everybody knew that was the best team. Well, we- But we say that now. We say that now. So but when, they said that then, too. Right. Well, we, we thought that. And it happened. But it we, came. But now we know it. Right. But now we know it because you could put Paul George with LeBron James and Kyrie Irving and Kevin Love. and But, but the reason that, that Golden State is better, it's not because – I mean, if, on paper, if you look at Durant and George and Irving and Love and you just look at those empty stats you want to talk about – like, they should be better. They should compete against them. But that culture in Golden State, it's its not just putting those players together and just saying, hey, we're going to win basketball because we've got the best players in the world. I mean, people would argue that, you know, LeBron is the best player in the world. KD's close. I mean, Steph and Kyrie, people said Kyrie killed Steph last year in the finals, right? I mean, Love and Draymond, Draymond's a better defender. Love's going to give you everything else. But... I mean, so I think when the playing field is even, I just think that that you think the playing field is even. I right think now. Golden State, yeah, I think Golden State made better decisions. Golden State simply made better decisions. I mean, think about that. When, when, when you get, I think teams get complacent. Cleveland got complacent. They did. They shocked the world. Came back from a three-one deficit because Draymond decided to be a fool and beat them in the playoffs. And they went out and got Derek Williams. Darren Williams, I mean, okay, Kyle Korver, you can't, you're not, you, you, they didn't do anything to get better. Oh, Golden State did something to get but the, better. The Cleveland Cavaliers did get better. How? They went. What was their record in the playoffs? They lost one game in their stretch. But you're talking about a week, a week Eastern Conference. Well, let's let's just, let's put everything in perspective. Let's say for some reason the Warriors did not go to the finals. If the Rockets went to the finals, Cleveland has a, a chance to beat the Rockets. A chance? If Okay, more than a chance. Okay. If San Antonio had went to the finals, the Cleveland Cavaliers have a chance to beat San Antonio. They have a chance to beat every other team in the West. I think the Spurs give Cleveland matchup problems. They do, but they're still not going to get annihilated. The Warriors 
annihilated the Cleveland Cavaliers. Let's just say that how it was. It wasn't even close. Okay? Every other team that comes out of the West, the Cleveland Cavaliers will have a shot to beat that team. That's what makes it different. The Cleveland Cavaliers weren't necessarily complacent. They just, and like every other team in the West or in the NBA right now, there's nothing they can do to get up to the level of the Warriors. There's nothing they can do unless LeBron James, Paul George, and Russell Westbrook all get on the same team. And how does that help the NBA when you have three mega superstars on one team? I mean, we've, it wouldn't be the first time. Three mega superstars like that? I mean, do, do, is Paul George a mega superstar? Yeah, in, in the league today. Is he, is he a top five player in the NBA today? Today? We have LeBron. You have KD. Who else? Kawhi, Kawhi Leonard. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, I might, you can argue that Paul George is a top five. I'm not going to necessarily say he is, but you can argue. It. Right. Besides those three, you can put Paul. If you put him up there, I'm not going to be like, okay, that's crazy. You can put him up there. So with that being said, I mean, the reason why people say it was a weak or an easy move is because of how far it put them above the rest of the competition. Right, but but when they when the season started and what we saw, I, I think we could say that now because hindsight's twenty twenty. But when they first started, they didn't start off that well. They they lost six more games than they lost the previous year when they when they had KD when they didn't have KD. I mean, so I think now we see that and we see the, the way that they played. But people knew what they were capable of doing. Also, when they got KD, we didn't know they were capable of this. But what's, what is this? Like what this. is this though? You say this like they won seventy three games the year before without Kevin Durant. without Kevin Durant. Right. Okay. So now that they have Kevin Durant, how could you not expect them to do more? And that's what I'm saying. It's not a guarantee. It's not a given. When they were talking about, I mean, people thought they would break that their own record, and they didn't. Kevin Durant gets hurt, and they go on a 13 game winning streak. So it's not just. But, but look what look what you're saying. But though. it's not just if Kevin Durant got hurt, and they still won 13 games in a row. Right. How does Kevin Durant coming back to that team make them worse? I didn't say it made them worse. No, I'm just, I'm just asking. But I'm, I'm just saying that people just said like. If they didn't have Kevin Durant this year, I don't. I, I agree. I don't think that they win the NBA Finals with the people that they lost, the chemistry that they lost. if they don't have Kevin Durant, though, if they don't have Kevin Durant, they're going to keep some of the pieces together. Yes. They might still have Harrison Barnes. They might still have that team together. Maybe, but I don't think that that team, with the mentality they had and what they went through, I don't think that the way that that team was made up was enough to beat the Cavs. I just don't. I, I honestly don't. Why? Think so. Why? I they just, were. They were. A play or two away from being back-to-back champions. They were without Kevin Durant. So how could you say that? I don't. But but I'm just saying with the way that LeBron James played, like they didn't have. I don't think they had anybody with that. The way Clay Thompson shot the ball. I mean, like he said, he didn't take a back seat. His shots necessarily didn't decrease, and he averaged quite a bit of points. But I don't think that they had the player that demanded the attention that Kevin Durant demands. I don't think so. I think the chemical man, Harrison Barnes couldn't throw the ball in the bay, you know, and they're they're on the bay. Like he couldn't, they were just leaving him wide open. And that just didn't, with Kevin Durant, they couldn't do that. Spacing on the, JaVale McGee, I mean, balled. He played, Zaja Pachulia played well with the way that the team was down because it caused, it was a different dynamics that they had to play against and teams weren't ready for that. I don't think, I don't think, I honestly don't think, Golden State wins 
70 games. They may not win 67 games this year. I don't I don't see that. I, I think they 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 probably lose a few more. They fall back, not to the middle of the pack because they'll be at the top. But I think the West is going to be so competitive. I don't think you see three or four teams flirting with 60 wins this year. I don't think I don't think so. I really don't. I can I can agree with that. I I just you know I'm just trying to tell you why people thought what they thought about Kevin Durant. It's not about the person. Don't get me wrong. I, I love KD. Okay, I do. I love the relationship he has with his mother. I love the way he plays ball. But it it was an easy move to make. I just don't think. I mean, like we wouldn't be having these types of conversations. We wouldn't see the movement that we see right now had he not done that. So the reason that the NBA is so relevant July 1st of 2017 is because the decision Kevin Durant made. Not necessarily. Because the the reason why it's so interesting and so intriguing is because of the actual players. If Kevin Kevin Durant's decision last or the year before last was an interesting decision, like where is he going to go? That that in itself makes everything interesting. Not because he actually went to the Warriors now everything falls into place and makes everything more interesting. It's just that now everybody's trying to find a way to be as good as the Warriors. That's what I'm saying, and that's because of the decision that he made. If he didn't make that decision, I mean, teams are still going to be trying to get better, but now they're not just trying to get good. They're trying to get great. Okay, so we're kind of talking about two different things now because I'm trying to steer you in a direction to where you can see that the decision that Kevin Durant made was the easy one. Okay, I, I mean, on, you're never going to get me. Okay, to that's fine. That's fine. That. That's fine. And then on the other side, you're saying that the decision that Kevin Durant made to go to the Warriors is what's making everything so interesting right now. But what I'm telling you is, no one is going to catch the Warriors, no matter what they do. Chris Paul went to the Rockets. Okay, you're still not better than the Warriors. Paul George goes to OKC. You're still not better than the Warriors. Cleveland may add Carmelo Anthony. They're still not going to beat the Warriors. Okay, so so let me ask you this. In in recent memory, how many times have you seen this many quote unquote superstars paired up with each other during free agency or through via trades or anything like that? How often have we really seen that? Well, we haven't seen it. We haven't. And that's what I'm saying. The only reason that's happened, the only reason Chris Paul put his foot down and said, you know what? Y'all better get something from me or, or else I'm going to Houston. Same reason. I'm out. I've, I've got to go play with another superstar. Team people and players have always known that, but it's kind of been like taboo or like, oh, we can't do that. Or I'm too much of a man to do that. No. Now they're like, you know what? Forget this. Like if I want to protect my so, legacy. But how is that good for the NBA? Though, the way you're saying it. We're like, still talking about it. Well, okay. Look, as far as the the buzz and everybody talking about it, about where people are going to go. Yeah, that's always good for the NBA. But as far as the competitiveness it's not good for the NBA. How do you have, if everything falls into place, OKC right now with Russell Westbrook and Paul George, normally that's a championship contending team. Chris Paul with James Harding, regularly that's a championship contending team. San Antonio regularly is a championship contending team. You have LeBron James, the best player in the world on your team. Normally that's a team that is, in contention for a championship, you really can't say that right now unless they add more players. Every team is scrambling to add more players just so that they can be in contention, not to win it, but to be in contention to be a champion. Because uh, who do they want to be? 
because they want to beat the Golden State Warriors. Right, and that's what I'm saying. Like, and I and I agree with you. Like, and I and I don't think anybody's going to beat them. You know, I think that I think they could win another two championships before anybody really gives them a a, a challenge in the finals. But I I go back to what Kevin Durant did. That decision that he made to do that was so good. I mean, for right now, the NBA that this the NBA is relishing from that decision right now. We're talking about it. Super teams are being formed. Season tickets are season tickets are flying off the shelves because people are going. It's an, it's an exciting time for the NBA. Do we already know the end result? Absolutely. But I knew the results of Straight Outta Compton before I went to go see it. You know what I mean? I knew the Jackie Robinson story before I before before I saw the movie. Right? We like. Now, that. I'm just talking about the competitive nature of the game. It's going to be competitive. The East is trash. It's going to be competitive. Everybody that's was, not playing were Cleveland, the playoffs competitive this year? No. No. But do we really? Do we? As a fan, do you want to see the Rockets play close games? Yeah, you want to see the Rockets play close games? Yes, right now. Yeah, that would be that would be better than what I saw last year. Would you rather the Rockets blow people out or play close games? Well, I already know they're not going to blow everybody out. In would, the what would I you know rather, they're not going to okay, do that. But when you sit, when you buy a ticket to go see the Rockets play, or you turn on your TV and you watch the Rockets play, would you rather them blow people out or would you rather see a close game? I would rather the Rockets play close games in the playoffs than blow out everybody or. Whatever you would in rather, regular season, so you'd rather see, you would rather see a chance for the, your team to lose. You want to be biting your nails, you want to be freaking out, like heart palpitating, everything else, instead of seeing your team up by twenty. I'm a Rockets fan. Everybody knows I'm a Rockets fan. I'm, I'm a Houston fan. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> that is the sound of me putting my hand around Trey's throat. But I am a Rockets fan. I am, but I'm also a basketball fan. Okay, I am. I watch other games. I wasn't just watching the Rockets during the playoffs. I was watching. OKC, Good I was you. watching Cleveland, so it was not interesting to me the playoffs. The, the only the only good playoff game last year was Game Five, the Rockets versus San Antonio. That was a good game. What was the outcome? San Antonio won that game. Mm. That was that was a series, pretty much that game. And, and I think the Boston the Celtic game was also good against Cleveland, but everybody knew the series was over after that. When the Rockets lost to San Antonio in that game, there was still we didn't know who necessarily was going to win that series, and that was the only one. That was it. So as far as the competitive nature of basketball right now, if Kevin Durant decided to play in OKC to stay there, I think that it would have made the, the league even more open than it is right now. So I'm I'm just torn. I mean, like zero zero soccer games aren't fun to me. Uh, well, that that is well, is from your perspective, now. right? But right, if so, it's competitive, you're obviously not a soccer fan <laughs> <laughs> because I I do watch soccer every once in a while. I'm just saying that's not fun to me. I'm just but, but my, where I was trying to go with that was as a fan, I, I don't think if, if my team is that much better than yours and I get up by fifteen to twenty points, you have to play good basketball to get there most of the time. Granted. Sometimes the teams play really bad and they create a lot of turnovers and stuff like that. But many times it's because Clay Thompson is going for 60 or Kevin Durant and Steph Curry's gotten 30 apiece or LeBron James has gotten another triple double or Westbrook is playing out of his mind and getting 40 and 15 and 15. Like it's not bad basketball that makes some of these things blowouts. There are teams that continue to tank 
And 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 I know that's probably a topic for another show. But when these teams just say, you know what, forget it. We're trying to get these draft picks. That's bad basketball. Stacking your teams up to be successful. That's not bad basketball to me. Bad basketball is what the Celtics have done. I'm uh, Well, did. They're be- much better now. What the Sixers, my team, the Lakers have done. What the San Antonio Spurs did to get Tim Duncan. You know, those types of things are bad. But teams are tanking now. The Kings, Sacramento Kings are just tanking games just to try and that's bad basketball players sitting out of home games or sitting out road games where as a fan i paid my money to go watch you play and now you decide that you're going to rest three of your starters that's bad basketball you getting a team and formulating a team or and coming up with a roster that that sells tickets and that's exciting that's to me that's not bad basketball what i consider bad basketball is you know guys not working on free throws guys jacking up half court shots that aren't steph curry uh, that's bad basketball to me. So like you, I'm a purist. I like to believe I'm a purist, and I love the game of basketball, and I love seeing good basketball games. But I also like seeing teams play well enough to blow games out. I like. I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy. Well, you know, I'm an NBA fan, okay, and I'm a Rockets fan. So the Rockets you, playing the WNBA, the NBA. I'm a NBA fan, and I'm a Rockets fan. So you look at what's going on with the teams that are actually trying to compete with the Warriors. What that's doing, though, is is it making the teams that have absolutely no chance that much worse. Indiana is going to be garbage. Yes. Now, the Kings, like you mentioned, they're going to be garbage. There will be a lot of garbage teams as opposed to a lot of teams being so-so. There are a lot more garbage teams, and there are a lot more good teams, and then there's just that one great team. In the Warriors. But let's be real. Let's be real. Indiana wasn't going to compete with them anyway. And 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 Paul But G- nobody's going to compete but, with the Warriors. But Paul George's decision to say that he wanted to go to the Lakers isn't about he's not going to beat the uh, the Warriors with on that Lakers team. That has nothing to do with the Warriors. That has more to do with him either wanting to go back home or how poor So you just Indiana- said it has nothing to do with the Warriors. So you you're basically saying it has nothing to do with Kevin Durant. No. That he's going to make the decision anyway to go where he wants to go. No, so all Paul, this movement. No, I'm saying for Paul George's sake. I'm just talking about like for the Kevin Durant's decision isn't making was didn't make Indiana's job harder by trying to sign George. His decision, as far as the Pacers go, I don't think his decision had any impact on that. I think the Pacers punished Paul George by sending him to OKC for what they sent him for. That was like a slap in the face for him. Paul George wants to go home and play in Los Angeles. That has nothing to do with Kevin Durant. But I think that pairing of them together prevented him, sending him where they sent him, prevented him from going or demanding a trade to a team like Boston. They weren't going to reward you. You told me you didn't want to play for him anymore. We've already put your jerseys on sale in the fan shop. I'm not rewarding you and sending you to the Celtics so you can come back and beat me four times a year and then put us out of the playoffs if we make it. I'm not doing that. I'm not going to reward you and send you to the Cavs, give you an instant trip to the finals. Not doing that. So kudos to the Pacers for saying, you know what, Paul George, take your butt to OKC and figure it out with Russell Westbrook, and we don't got to play you. But don't twice. you don't you think that the Oklahoma City Thunder wish they did that with Kevin Durant? They should have shipped them off somewhere. They absolutely should have. They before he should've. decided to go to the Warriors, and they should have done the exact. They should do the exact same thing with Russell Westbrook if he doesn't sign that contract that's been sitting on his table. Oh, and they're going to. If Russell, if Russell Westbrook does not resign, they're going to ship him off somewhere because they're not going to lose another 
superstar and get nothing in return. And I think and I think the whole Chris Paul thing and what your Rockets did with Chris Paul set the precedence. And I think that's the reason that Paul George didn't get. I mean, they were asking for a lot for him, a lot for him. And I think teams now see owners are finding like, you know what? They're going to leave anyway. So you know what? Out. LaMarcus Aldridge, it doesn't want to be in San Antonio. Why would the Spurs keep him on their roster? Hoping that he stays and hoping that he can pick it up and, and play a little bit better? No, ship his butt someplace else and get something back in return. So I think that's interesting. But it, to me, I think it's something that we'll be talking about for years to come. This decision by Kevin Durant to go to Golden State has literally changed how teams are trying to form formulate their teams because they like you said right now as a fan there's there's free agent signings right now that fans aren't excited about because like well that ain't gonna beat the Warriors that ain't gonna help beat the Warriors exactly what you're saying and I think that's just like it's it's depressing for some people but at the end of the day they still got to line up and play and the Warriors are an injury away you get one of those key guys injured and I think that the whole thing changes. I mean, Kevin Durant was injured for a little while. 19 games. But still, that's a lot of yeah, games. But, but it wasn't like a, what's going to happen with Tony Parker. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's major. I mean, I, I, not that Kevin, I, I mean, knock on wood, not, no injury is minor. Um, I could be a witness of that. But what the Thunder had to go, I mean, what Golden State went through with Kevin Durant, that was learning. That that got them back into the groove, I think. that was, they, they got hot at the right time. They got hot at the right time. But I think we're going to see this season is going to be better than what people think, especially in the Western Conference. And the East will be more exciting because I think those games are going to be a, bit, a little bit more competitive. Watch. Other than when the Cavaliers are playing, all those games in the East are going to be more competitive. And I, and, I, and I bet you that the teams in the Eastern Conference, those lower bottom, those lower feeding teams, those one through eight, I think those players, I mean, those teams will have a, more wins than the seven and eight in the Western Conference. I promise you. No that. way. Watch. Not going to happen. Watch. Because they still have to play teams in the East as well. They're going to rack up wins against the East also. Even though the West is going to be more competitive, they're going to be able to beat right, the, but the teams in the East. The West is going to get beat up. I mean, the West is going to get beat up. In the past, we've seen the Eastern Conference teams where they, you know, they're at 500 or right below 500 and have a chance to make the playoffs. In the West, that's, I mean. No, that's not going to happen in the West. They're not going to be right at 500. Yes, they are. No, I can't see that. Okay, watch. I can't see we'll, that. We'll have, the, we'll have this conversation in we April. Will. We will. But I, I kind of want to talk about this your show is kind of going, about the fans one more time. Mm-hmm. Because there are different type of fans in any sports league, right? So let's just say you're a fan solely of your team. Then you have fans that are fans of the league. And then you have fans that are fans of players. And then you have fans that are fans of their team and the league. So it depends on, you know, Kevin Durant's decision, how you feel about that. It depends on what kind of fan you are. Because if you are a fan of the league, you might not really be all in agreement about that because mm-hmm. you don't think it's going to be as competitive. If you're a fan of a certain team, it depends on what team you're a fan of. Mm-hmm. If you're a fan of the Rockets like myself, you're like, okay, well, we're not going to win a championship this year. And even all the moves that are going on right now, fans that are fans of the Pacers, the Kings, um, not the Lakers now that they had the number one pick, but still, you don't know where the Lakers are going to go from here. All those teams that are just like, it seems like it's going to be an eternity before you ever get an opportunity to see your team in the playoff, let alone compete for a championship. 
So I think those things going, you have to listen to the fans also, right? Right. So I mean, no, I agree with you, and it's tough. I mean, trust me, being a Laker fan and figuring out like when when can we even make it to the Western Conference Finals is what I mean. That Lakers fans are very very cocky and pompous and arrogant at times, and you know the Lakers only hang championship banners; they don't hang division banners and stuff like that. But that's gonna be hard. Like it's gonna be really really hard coming out of the West, but. Better TV ratings than any NBA Finals broke their own record. So fans to say that they're not watching, what are you watching then? How are these numbers growing every year, yet this is bad for the game? Jersey sales, phenomenal, out of the roof, like through the roof, and it's bad for the game. We're drafting more freshmen than ever. Um, The game going overseas better than ever. I think that you're right. There are some basketball fans out there, but I mean, when you go online and social media and you see all these people, you know, rooting for the Warriors when they've never even been anywhere close to California, they're rooting for somebody. And I think that for the NBA to be able to do this and and the shift that we've had from ownerships to, you know, getting different talent in there, you got people watching this. I don't want to compare it to the Super Bowl. That's the greatest spectacle in sports, in my opinion. But you've got people interested in the NBA finals now and in the playoffs, even though it was bad. So imagine when some of these games get a little bit more competitive and there's more star power leading up to the playoffs. I think that's going to be interesting. Right now, Golden State, Cleveland, San Antonio was able to blow out some of these teams because they weren't playing you know, teams with multiple all-stars on their team. Now, throughout the playoffs, the teams that make the playoffs will have multiple all-stars, multiple star players, which is going to make it even more exciting than it's ever been. And so as a fan of the game, I'm a fan of players and I'm a fan of a team, but I'm more of a fan of the game. I think it's going to be really exciting because when you click on the TV during the playoffs, you're going to see superstars playing every single night. Right now, you could ask several people to name three people from the Milwaukee Bucks. They won't be able to tell you that. Because they're just, like you said, fans of their team. They're not really fans of the game. Now, as these superstars are coming together, more household names on these people. I mean, think about it. The top four teams in the West are all going to have household names on. At least two household but now, names. But there will be more teams without superstars now. Because, not in the playoffs. Well, not in the playoffs, but in general. Right. There, oh, yeah. there are oh, more yeah. teams without superstars right. now. But I just think that the playoffs and what's going to help generate revenue and help get that excitement back about the NBA that you know, the Warriors have helped create and the, and the Cavs have helped create, I think people like watching superstars. And I think that's going to be interesting, especially for the purists like you're talking about. Mm-hmm. I really like that Texans hat you got on. I told you I was going to wear it, man. I didn't believe you. I told you I was going to wear it. Deshaun you should, you should take it off. I am going to take you it off. You don't deserve to wear that hat. You know, my Cowboys fans, they're going to be mad at me, but it felt like I'm cheating on them. Yeah, there you go, Cowboy fan. You see that? Texans are like my side chick. <laughs> they're my side chick. They're my, you know, Cowboy Nation for life, oh, but gosh. I'm in Houston. I got to win in Rome, you know? But just don't get it twisted. Cowboys for life. Cowboy Nation. The Texans are going to make it farther in the playoffs next year than the Cowboys are. You are on something. You, there is no way. I'm telling you. The, the Texans, Texans won more playoff games last year than the Cowboys did. The Texans probably won't even make the playoffs. The playoffs? Texans, the Texans won <laughs> more playoff games last year than the Cowboys did. Because we had a bye. We didn't have to so play. Y'all that's not an excuse. More, y'all played one that's more not game. an excuse. Y'all played one more game than we did. That's okay, why. Well, they, we won that game. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I guarantee you are going to be miserable. You are going to be miserable come football season. I'm going to be happy as all No, heck you're not. Because the only thing you're going to rely on is Aaron Rodgers beating the Cowboys. That's it. Because you, you, you're you not going to – I'm not even worried about 
the NFC. I'm worried about my Texans. You That's need to it. be. You no, need I'm to be. I'm not worried about the NFC right now. Come January, you no no fantasy football titles for you. No AFC South football titles. I will for you. be a three time fantasy football winner. No. Okay? No. I know. I know. We're adding you to the league and everything. You're excited about that. Automatic but, championship. Psh. Automatic. Systematic. <laughs> Automatic. And don't even talk about Madden. When we get that started. <laughs> you don't want no part of me. Oh, you don't want to see anybody that looks like me. Okay. Anyway. You know what? If you ever see me in a fight with a bear, or when you help the bear, don't help me. Just because. <laughs> What's I don't that, play What's that Leonardo DiCaprio <laughs> movie? <laughs> the Revenant? You're the Revenant now. <laughs> That's my new name. But yeah. Oh. Cowboy Nation, Laker Nation. Thank y'all for listening because it's it's live. It's gonna be live, man. And you know, maybe I should maybe this will jinx the Texans. Maybe I should wear this every day. Not gonna happen. I think there's that's no jinx in do. the Texans. I think I'm the Texans do. lost JJ Watt last year and they still went to the playoffs. So. If the, okay. So yeah. Did they win? They won a playoff game, yeah. Who did they beat? They beat the Raiders the without Raiders. Derek Carr. <gasps> but they still won. Oh wow. A win is a win. I can't wait. You go Texans. Yes, go Texas. That's that's how we're going to end the show, too. Thanks for listening to the new Channel Sports Podcast. Leave comments. Please rate the podcast with five stars. And don't forget to subscribe. Check out the podcast daily for sports news and scores. Thursdays for the take of the week. And every Tuesday and Saturday for discussions on hot sports topics.